0: Shortly after the funeral, I received an interesting call from Stratford Bradley, the owner of the Triple Bar S Ranch, who offered to take the job of running my newly acquired inheritance off my hands. The amount of money he dangled as incentive to walk away was astronomical. Admittedly, even though I grew up on a ranch, I didn't know a whole lot about the day-to-day running of one, which Mr. Bradley was sure to point out in his version of a negotiation. But, to his surprise, and even mine, the lack of knowledge wasn't going to stop me. I won't lie. Selling and shirking the responsibility of everything would no doubt be easier, yet the deciding factor was simple. My grandparents built the place from the ground up, intending their legacy to continue on through my father. While the cruelty and unfairness of death may have altered their plans, there was still one Callaway left. How could I, Sutton Calloway, end the dream? There was no choice. Not really. The time had come to put my big girl boots on, so I politely turned Mr. Bradley and his $4.5 million down, went back to Dallas, put my condo on the market, resigned my position as the acquisitions editor with Starling Press, and packed. With everything squared away, and the boxes containing my life loading down my trunk, the back seat, and the passenger side, I hit the gas pedal. My destination, West Texas, and the 980 acres of Paradise Ranch, one of the largest working cattle ranches in the state. A few hours later, I pulled my not-so-gravel-friendly car onto the dirt road I'd traveled so many times as a kid, and the floodgates opened. Memories washed over me. Riding bareback on Nickel, one of Dad's favorite horses, listening to him grump about the dangers of no saddle as I rode the stallion into the corral. Planting tomatoes in the garden with my mom. The way my parents both tucked me in at night when I was small. Christmas, birthdays, family dinners with Mommy Sadie and Poppy Calloway in the big house. Poppy tuning the guitar he never actually played. All those horrible school bus rides into town. And Kale McNab. God, I hadn't thought of Kale in years. He always took the seat behind me and pulled my hair or taunted me. I'd run into the house crying one day because Kale said my jacket was butt ugly before the bus stopped in front of the entrance to the ranch to let me out. Grandma served me a slice of cobbler and told me all the picking and blustering was what boys do when they like a girl. I'd taken a bite of the sweet dessert, thinking how dumb boys were, especially Kale McNab. Things changed in junior high when he moved away, and the bus rides became almost peaceful. I shook my head. Coming home was so different now. There'd be no baked peach cobbler, no eating my weight in homemade chocolate chip cookies I always dunked in cold farm-fresh milk, no sun-brewed iced tea. None of Grandpa's stories about the good old days. No picnics with Grandma in the hayloft of the horse barn. No one to greet me. As I pushed back the tears threatening to overflow, my car rounded the curve in the road and I saw where the fence to my property started. Driving alongside the barbed wire and then taking a right where the two rock columns outlined the entrance, I came to a rolling stop. I faced the greeting that hung over top the arch where the cattle guard and long span of dirt driveway stretched out in front of me like a shabby airport runway, but I focused instead on something I'd seen hundreds of times before. From my vantage point, the late afternoon sun highlighted the symbol of our brand, pinging off the rivets, running down the side of the heavy-welded sign with a starburst of yellowish light. Welcome to Paradise. The heat was sweltering as I yanked on the moist collar of my T-shirt, hoping to cool down. I'd forgotten how hot the house became in the summer. Sighing, I rolled onto my side. At least the bed in the spare room wasn't lumpy. But the old ranch house needed some updated amenities. Picturing things like cold lemonade, ice cream, and heaping mounds of ice cubes— I glanced toward the lace-covered window dawn couldn't be too far off since dim light trickled in and almost illuminated the top of the antique writing-desk butted up against